When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It must suck to be in the South it's, Pacific and uh, to <laughs> jo- not only enjoy this show, but to enjoy the weather. So welcome to the show, brother. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. We just had uh, Drake Beecham on. Uh, Drake has been a regular on the show for years and years and years and years. Um, why Drake Beecham for your team? I might get my opinion because I really, really love this kid. But why why Drake Beecham for you? Well, I've known Drake for five years now. And, you know, it's a unique story. He's one of the few kids that actually pays for his own racing. Right. That's kind of how I got to know him. I didn't believe it at first. And then after being around him for a while and realizing he was cutting grass and whatnot, making his own money to pay for his own racing, I thought that was a pretty unique story for a teenager. And he was on Ninja 250 when I met him. And I like to watch the kids at the regional stuff. And when they're ready to jump to uh, another bike, I like to put them on an FC 650. Just so they can get used to riding a bigger bike and, and race against some old guys that got a little more uh, uh, knowledge under their belt. And then once they can catch the fast guys, they can move on to another class. A little more hay in the barn, so to speak. So, there's um, you've heard of Mario Andretti, obviously, but his son Michael lives across the street from a young man that I sponsor. I'm not going to name his name because it's, it's really immaterial. But the point is, this young man is a wrestler. Um, he was super proud when Andretti got him a sponsor, and it was a mattress company. And what did he get in payment? A mattress. Uh, so he's sleeping very comfortably. But the point is, Michael Andretti saw something in this young man that brought him up through the ranks all the way up to IndyCar racing. Okay, um, Is that what you see in these kids? A lot of hopes, a lot of dreams, a lot of maybe they don't even know. And I don't know that Drake really truly understands what his, his, his true potential is. Do you get that from him? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I think he's he's better than his dad thinks he is. That's kind of a running joke. Um I think he's I think he's good. He just needs to be on the right platform to to show his skills and hopefully that's what we're gonna do at Barber in a couple of days. Russell, hats off to you first of all for um your entire team. I mean, how many riders are you currently involved with that would technically fall under your umbrella it's not a small group usually well it's just a bunch of knuckleheads that ride fc650s well that's and that's what we love I, I have a bunch of bikes and we just 
You know, if people need parts, they come to me. I usually have the parts. I got enough junk on the truck to build another bike, so it just kind of kind of formed from there. Russell, it sounds like you're it. underselling it, dude. I mean, seriously, you're you're underselling it here on the program. But uh, as far as prepping the bike. Uh, and the bikes. Um, what goes into a competitive club level SV650 as far as competing in the Motor, uh, Motor America Twins class? Well, believe it or not, they're pretty mild, actually. You know, the bikes are good with some good suspension, uh, pipe and the power commander, a little bit of motor work if you can afford it all. It's all about the budget, you know. But the bikes are good. We've been racing them so long that we've kind of got a... Uh, you know, what we call our own, our own numbers for setup, and we get them in the ballpark, and, and they should just be able to go out and ride, not have to worry about fiddling with clickers on the suspension and changing ride heights and all that stuff. Just ride the motorcycle. And the SV, speaking from personal experience, because I raced one at the wear level uh, for quite some time and rode one even longer, awesome bike as you've been... Uh, absolutely uh, outspoken about it. it's the bike to or one of the better bikes it's certainly not the only one for a beginning rider someone who wants to learn how to go fast if you can keep up with fast guys on svs you're you're riding one um what do you think about having am i hearing right 33 some riders registering for this weekend's it's event a record amount we've got 33 signed up i know at least three that won't be there that are on the list, unfortunately. Maybe four now. And then I have a list of another 12 that have their license that are not coming. So it could have been 40 bikes. That is amazing. amazing. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... Because I've been on a grid with over, I mean, once you get over 20 bikes, turn one is no joke. <laughs> it is a serious <laughs> melee, and I am so glad that I've got a, I put, paid for a ticket, and I will be sitting on the hill watching this weekend. Let's bring Drake Beecham on uh, the program, back on the program, I should say. Drake, uh, say hello to uh, Russell. Hey, Russell, what's up? Why does he get to hold my time? He's not holding <laughs> yeah, your time. My, my, the reason I brought him on, and Jack, my producer, is going, yes! Um, Jack, this is not a <laughs> stirring the pot thing. But, uh, Drake, what is, it, what is it about Russell that makes you go, you know what, owner, manager, etc., but I really want to win for him. Where does that come from? Because, quite frankly, uh, you're one of the quick kids. You and I have talked about this before, and your dad, too. But... Russell wants to make you go out there and race, but he never says that. I mean, Russell has one of the biggest parts in the paddock, if not the biggest part, mm -hmm. the most selfless guys out there. Um, I mean, I'm not just blowing smoke up a skirt here. I mean, I'm, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I mean that, and so does my family as well. Um, I mean, without a doubt, would not be here if it was not for him. Okay, and and I'm by the way, I'm wearing a kilt. Uh, on the program tonight. Just got that last... Uh, no July. smoke will be blown up at, sir. No, no. And there's not been any volunteers either, by the way, so that's good for me. Um, Drake, if, if you could pay a tribute to Russell and what he's done for the sport, not just you, okay? Because this is a bigger question, I fear. Um, but if there's a, a tribute you could pay, an, a compliment that you could pay to Russell, what would it be? Uh, giving my 100% out there on the track. Okay, that's it. Time. Okay. Um, Russell, let's go back to you. Um, Travis Richard writes in. 
who is your favorite Arbom writer and why? And if you say Drake, we'll hang up on him, and it's okay. Uh, but if it's not Drake, we'll keep him on the line. So who is it? Well, Keith Burris. Keith Burris has the stickers on his bike, and he's not representing too well. So I would like to see him ride a little bit faster. Um, I don't really play any favorites, though. You know, it's all about, we just had to have some fun, uh, keep the mood light, let the kids ride. I don't really care who wins and who doesn't win. We just want to improve our lap times and, you know, improve the skill level so they can get to the next level. I got a check from you earlier in the week, and it said, please try at least, at least try to win. And uh, and I went, wow, um, that's from the boss. So I automatically rode the next five blocks to my office with a little bit more speed. Full throttle. And I parked like a son of a gun. I got to tell you, I parked so well, I took up only one spot with my Yamaha. And uh, I'm just telling you that because, Russell, that's what it's about. Hey, do you, do you encourage having fun, Russell? Is that the deal? I mean, because Drake, for us, has always been fun but intense when it needs to be intense. Uh, where, you know, riding motorcycles, it's, it's the funnest thing you can do, especially on the racetrack. So, you know, if you go to the racetrack, we see a lot of the dads that put a lot of pressure on the kids. Right. You know, everybody wants to win, right? That's. That's just the nature of it, but only one person can win the race. Right. We put 30 bikes on the grid. There's going to only be one winner. Okay. But if the kids ride good and they run competitive lap times, they run faster than they've ever ridden before, that's a win. And, and, that's, and they have more fun when they're going fast. PJ, final question goes to you before top of the hour. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to, to seeing you this weekend. Russell, I'm hoping uh, we get to stop by and at least... Uh, Wish you well, your entire team, not just Drake, but everybody you've got running for you. Um, you're going to be uh, well represented. We're going to have a hard time finding your pits. I don't think so. I think uh, the word is we'll be somewhere on the skid pad. I don't think you'll have any trouble seeing the bikes. They all look the same. Perfect. I will have and, an uh, RV on top of the hill. We'll be looking for you. <laughs> About hey, 5.30, about 5.30 on Saturday, there will probably be some adult beverages. Well, I've already started. Um, started uh, about 1 o'clock today. We'll have plenty in our trailer because we're not <laughs> professionals. <laughs> I tested Racers, that is. Yeah, your product is great. Ready to go. Russell, thank you so much. It's always good to talk to you, brother. Thank you so much for what you've done for our sport. Uh, Drake, you know how we feel about you, brother. We love you. And, uh, I mean, with the utmost sincerity from the bottom of my heart you're one of our kids and uh, keep doing what you're doing for Russell and the rest of us okay will do appreciate it thank you God bless you guys alright coming up next hour number two by the way Ryan Sipes Taylor Robert and a little open conversation time as well Uh, interesting week we're going to talk when we come back we're going to talk about Malcolm Stewart okay uh, a little bit about Malcolm's 2016-2017 season when he was out without a ride. And then when Auto Trader and Yoshimura Suzuki called with a replacement for 2018, he answered the call. We'll tell you about that and more after this. You're listening to America's Motor Racing Talk Show. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1. 
a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts. <laughs>